Maybe we should all be using masks in this crisis after all, and you can make your own. We take a look at what life might look like when the coronavirus crisis ends, and Rob Portman is trying to help the Akron maker of Purell produce more of the sanitizer. It's The Wake Up from Cleveland.com for Wednesday, April 1st. I'm Cleveland.com editor Chris Quinn. The months-long advice public health officials have been spreading about people not needing masks during the coronavirus crisis seems to be changing. Of course, N95 masks are in short supply and are needed by doctors, so health officials would rather the public not buy and hoard them. But that's not what they said at the beginning of the crisis. They said at the beginning of the crisis that the masks aren't needed because they don't offer protection. Now, the growing evidence is that we might be better off wearing masks when we are out and about to avoid spreading the virus, if we have it, and to avoid getting it. What's the answer? Hand-sewn masks made of cotton fabric. They don't protect as well as N95 masks, but they do offer protection. If you want to make one and have a sewing machine, we have a step-by-step story with pictures by reporter Mary Kilpatrick on our website, and videographer John Panna has a how-to video featuring Karen Farkas, a veteran reporter who retired from Cleveland.com in 2018. At some point, Ohio will lift its stay-at-home order to limit the spread of the coronavirus. Residents will emerge from isolation and businesses will reopen. But what will our new normal look like? Cleveland.com's Evan McDonald interviewed experts to put together a fascinating vision about what could be ahead. The experts say the fallout from our isolation period could have a profound and lasting impact on everything from mental health to the way businesses operate. It could cause at least a temporary change in societal norms because many people might be wary of seeing a movie in a crowded theater or even shake a stranger's hand. It might cause the U.S. to rethink social safety net programs, such as health care and paid sick leave. And it could force people to reassess the fleeting nature of their daily life and be more grateful for simple conveniences. Check out Evan's story on Cleveland.com. It's a winner. Ohio U.S. Senator Rob Portman is working to lift tariffs implemented by the Trump administration on several Chinese-made packaging parts that Akron-based Gojo Industries uses in the pumps that dispense its Purell brand hand sanitizer. The product is in heavy demand to fight the spread of the coronavirus pandemic. Earlier this month, the U.S. Trade Representative's Office denied the company's request to lift a 25% tariff on Chinese-made pump houses and e-collar dispenser parts that Purell uses. Portman said the tariff cost the company around $10 million, and the tariff should be lifted to facilitate Gojo's efforts to boost production of a badly needed product. The Summit County Public Health Department bent a little on Tuesday and released a map showing zip codes where confirmed COVID-19 coronavirus patients live. Unlike the Cuyahoga County Board of Health, though, the Summit Board did not indicate how many cases are in each zip code. Donna Skoda said the agency will release which zip codes have the most cases when the numbers get high enough to not be able to identify any individuals. 
that's kind of preposterous. Saying one person or 20 in a zip code have the virus does nothing to identify them. Cleveland.com has been very critical of the secrecy of the county health boards when it comes to the coronavirus. They have no accountability to the voters who pay their salaries and treat their information like it belongs to them and not us. The map released by Summit is better than nothing, but the secrecy does continue there. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine on Tuesday said he's looking at letting out some prison inmates in Ohio because of the coronavirus threat. Speaking at his daily briefing at the Ohio State House, DeWine suggested he may announce within the next few days his plan to release some inmates early on a case-by-case basis. Specifically, DeWine mentioned prisoners convicted of nonviolent crimes who are nearing the end of their sentences or have medical conditions that put them at a higher risk of dying from the virus, which, as of Tuesday afternoon, has infected 2,200 Ohioans and killed 55. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com. We'll be talking about some of these stories on our This Week in the CLE podcast, which we will publish later this morning. 